Wes Anderson has a new movie in theaters right now, and it has three things. One, quirky characters. Two, quirky dialogue. Three, characters who communicate with each other looking straight at the camera. Maybe I should review it. I think I'm going to review it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of Wes Anderson's latest film, Asteroid City. At the end of this review, there will also be a bonus mini-review for the new comedy, No Hard Feelings, so be sure to stick around for that. But before we get to that, let's talk about the new Wes Anderson film. It's his 11th feature film. His last was 2021's Pandemic Delayed, The French Dispatch. Anderson also wrote the screenplay with story credit going to Anderson and frequent collaborator Roman Coppola. Asteroid City isn't just a story, but also the story of a story. The bulk of our time is spent in the titular town, which is hosting a gathering of young science geniuses that draws the usual cast of Wes Anderson eccentrics. But there's also a meta structure on top of the story that examines how everything came together. It all sounds kind of complicated and navel-gazy, but I think it's pretty streamlined and executed in some really fun and interesting ways as the two stories sort of intertwine. Wes Anderson plays in a very specific sandbox. He has a tone, a style, an ensemble, and recurring themes and quirks that he really has no interest in departing from or reinventing. But that doesn't mean that all of his movies necessarily feel the same. I do think that sometimes he can get a little too into his style, like the kind of Wes Anderson movie that somebody trying to make a Wes Anderson movie would make, instead of just Wes Anderson making a great movie. Other times I think Wes Anderson has big ideas, but he gets a little too distracted by them, and his movies tend to lose a little bit of focus. I thought that was the case with The French Dispatch. I liked that movie but didn't love it because to me you could tell he was being pulled by two or three different inspirations and they didn't all quite work together, at least not for me. Asteroid City, I think, is a good blend of Wes Anderson, the storyteller, and Wes Anderson, the genre, basically. He is a genre all to himself. And if you're going to line up all of his movies in order with the sort of alienating Wes Anderson on this side and the more mainstream Wes Anderson on the other side, then I would put Asteroid City basically at the geographical center between those two points. Honestly, I could watch a different Wes Anderson movie every single year that's just cast full of his oddball characters. I love the way that he writes people in almost every movie that he's made. And he's curated an excellent ensemble who have all figured out how to speak in his deadpan style while creating compelling characters. As a recent widower shepherding four kids through Asteroid City, Jason Schwartzman effectively hides his grief with a mask of nonchalance. Scarlett Johansson is also great as a Hollywood actress, looking for her next great performance. And Jeffrey Wright, a newer addition to Anderson's troupe, has really nailed his comedic deadpan delivery in a supporting role as a military official. This just in from the president. He's furious. Thanks a lot, Ricky. I also love Steve Carell as the owner of the usually desolate town hotel that's now packed with visitors. They're strange, aren't they? They're children compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Mm. One of the great things about the fact that Wes Anderson has grown in popularity and has become such a desirable director to work with is that it seems like he can get just about anybody in one of his movies. And I love how he has his regular people. Every movie he has two or three new people. And it's interesting to see how he bounces them all off of each other. When I saw the size of this cast list originally, I was worried that it was going to be a little overwhelmed just with the quantity of it. Are you casting too many people because you want to have this very well-known cast? But they are put 
in the shoes of the right characters and they bounce off of each other in all of the right ways. And so it really is just kind of entertaining to see all of these different combinations together. Maybe we should just walk out right now. I'm not sure they could stop us without killing somebody. Interesting idea. What kind of mileage do you think that jetpack gets? Now, Asteroid City is not going to be for everybody. First of all, if you're not a fan of Wes Anderson, this is not going to be the movie that turns you around on him. One of the really exciting things about him is that he is a filmmaker from which you know exactly what to expect and also you don't know at all what to expect. And I kind of like this stage of his career that he's in where his movies are deconstructing what telling a story is. I do feel that the sort of unconventional approach that this movie takes worked much better for me than the unconventional approach or at least the kind of anthology approach that he gave to the French Dispatch. And again, this is something that's not going to speak to everybody, but that I found was very interesting. The way that the story plays across these two different narrative framing devices and the way that you get satisfying moments for both of these stories inside of the other story. And like I said, it's not done in a confusing or overly esoteric way. It's just kind of an experimental method where he's saying, well, how can I tell the story of these different characters in a different way or from a refreshing angle and I liked it. The actors are also allowed to breathe life into their roles. They don't seem like they are talented thespians dryly reciting Anderson's dialogue, which I think has happened in movies of his before. There's a great rhythm to the dialogue in this film that I think sometimes even borders on the 1930s screwball comedy side. You were very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel Thank who you. gets amnesia and Thank becomes you. a pediatrician. You were very authentic. Actually, maybe my favorite character I've ever seen. I don't seen. know why nobody else liked it. Oh, yes. Alexandre Desplat does his usual wonderful work as the composer for this film. And then cinematographer Robert Yeoman, who Wes Anderson has worked with for his entire career, brings a lot of cinematic scale to Anderson's dollhouse sets. These sets, by the way, are spectacular. As production designer Adam Stockhausen has constructed an entire town out of what looks to be just an empty desert plain. Stockhausen won an Academy Award for his work with Wes Anderson on the Grand Budapest Hotel. And based on the work in this movie, he may want to start dusting off that tuxedo because I think that the production design at a minimum is something that you will see in awards contention during next year's awards season. Overall, looking at my own scale, I think that Ash Asteroid City comes very close to see it now status, but because I think that Anderson has done some work that's better, and also because it's definitely not for the uninitiated, it ends up near the top of the it's good level. For Wes Anderson fans, though, I think this is going to be a real treat. He dropped a print in the mail to his photo agency first thing Tuesday morning, and the postman got it before we did. He's innocent. Supposedly, he did a nude of Mitch Campbell, too. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Asteroid City opened in limited release last weekend. It is in nationwide release this weekend. Also opening in wide release this weekend is Sony's new R-rated comedy, No Hard Feelings, from Good Boys writer-director Gene Stepnitsky, who co-wrote the script along with Dirty Grandpa writer John Phillips. Jennifer Lawrence plays Maddie, a young 30-something washout who needs a car in order to earn money as an Uber driver after her car is repossessed. When a local wealthy couple offers to give her a car in exchange for dating their 19 
19-year-old sheltered son, Percy, she reluctantly agrees in order to save her house. Date is in quotes. You're actually considering this. I've had a one-night stand before and gotten zero Buick Regals for it. Now, it's unavoidable when thinking about this movie that the premise only works one way, because if there had been a movie made about a 19-year-old girl's parents hiring a 32-year-old man to seduce her and take her virginity, well, first of all, that movie wouldn't have been made, and secondly, I think you would have seen a lot of angry conversations surrounding it, but this is not a new double standard. It has existed in comedy for a very long time, and really in other movies as well. No Hard Feelings has been hailing itself as a return to the raunchy R-rated comedy, and it delivers the swearing, nudity, and adult situations required to earn that rating. Jennifer Lawrence is a good A-list comedic lead, and her background in drama also allows her to play her character's darker moments. Andrew Barth Feldman, who's perhaps best known for his musical roles, is also solid in the role of Percy. You like him, but you also don't want him anywhere near either Maddie's opportunism or his parents' constant manipulations and overprotectiveness. Am I allowed? to be here oh yeah i know the owner it's fine it's just that i'm not 21. that doesn't matter here well i think it's a, a federal law <laughs> It would be easy to make some or all of these characters too hateable, too pitiable, or some combination of both, and the movie's actually able to ride that line pretty well. Really, No Hard Feelings is the kind of film that audiences now expect to see on streaming. It made me laugh consistently and often loudly, but I don't know if it's funny enough necessarily to motivate people to leave home and see it in a theater. I hope that people do see it because it is an enjoyable watch, but it's not a comedy that I would label a must-see in the way that I would, for example, put that label on Game Night a few years ago. I would not put this movie up at that level. And actually on my scale, I'm putting No Hard Feelings in the It's Good category, but I also can't send you running out to theaters to see it. This is a Sony film, so they'll probably license it to Netflix. And when it does hit streaming in a few months, if you don't go out and see it in a theater, this would definitely be a watch at home recommendation. So those are my thoughts on Asteroid City and No Hard Feelings, which are both playing, hopefully, in a theater near you. What do you think? Are you going to be seeing either one of these movies this weekend? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, thanks for spending part of your day here with me. I'll be back very soon with more movie news, reviews, box office, and more. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.